Welcome to We Got This Covered's Cinemaholics, the weekly movie review talk show where critics and fans finally unite to discuss the biggest and best films coming to theaters. We're not just fans, we're not just critics, we're Cinemaholics. Welcome once again to Cinemaholics, the official podcast of WeGotThisCover.com. I am your host, John Nagurney, from the Internet California, and on the show today, we have from the Internet Pennsylvania, he writes about pop culture and film for Cinema Blend, and, uh, well, he writes for, like, every website you've probably ever heard of. It's Will Ashton. Hey there. And from the Broadband Basement, he's our sound producer and casual moviegoer, and you know what? We're, he's starting to graduate from Cinesober to Cinebuzzed around here. Hey, it's Maverick Hines. Hey. That was like the nicest thing you've ever said to me. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to, I don't know what to do now. This week we're doing our fall movie preview episode due to uh, you, the listeners, speaking out and speaking forcefully about what you wanted to do. Uh, let's get into our off topics to start things off before we get into our fall preview. But as you can expect from last year's preview, our summer preview, we're going to be talking about all the movies we're looking forward to this fall. Well, not all the movies, the ones we're looking forward to the most and kind of glancing over the ones that we're kind of excited about. We'll get to it. But uh, it's our fall movie preview. No mini reviews this week, though. We don't have the time, unfortunately. But we do have some off topics that we want to get to. And then we'll close out the show with movies coming out next week that you can look forward to listening about. All right. Uh, first off, our Q&A episode's coming up. We're recording it with Sam Nolan. It's all good to go. We've got all the questions we need. Just letting you know that it's still happening. And uh, can't wait. It's going to be fun. Uh, and uh, as I mentioned before, the fall movie preview won all of our polls and all of our comments. Uh, people were, I, I didn't get a single comment or tweet from somebody who was like, yeah, I got to know about The Nun. The Nun is, that is one case that is not yet closed. We also had a, a, a patron suggested as well, right? Yeah. So a pat- one of our patrons was like, hey, uh, do the fall movie preview. And I was like, look, pull over patrons. Patrons have a little bit of sway. And uh, so if you want to have more, all sway three of the them, show, they really control <laughs> this right. show. Uh, you, was say. you could definitely become a patron as well and uh, become uh, a part of the Cinemaholics family. The elite few, the elite few. Indeed. It's, it's a bit of an exclusive club. Um, not really out of choice, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so for that reason, we're doing the fall movie preview, but speaking of none, I don't think you saw it. Will Ashton, I didn't. I saw Peppermint, but I didn't see The Nun. That's right. That's right. And unfortunately, we don't have time to talk about Peppermint this week. But Oh, no. Uh, uh. I know. We'll talk about it <laughs> next week. But uh, what was what was your grade? Tease us. Oh, a thumbs down. Okay. I'd say it was just bad. That was good it's not a good film. Yeah, I like, I like that. It was kind of what we expected. None has like, I think, 30, 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. So this this ended up being a solid week to do our fall preview. <laughs> a good week to avoid many reviews, yeah. I would say. I mean, it would have been fun to break down The Nun because it's just an incomprehensible movie. But 29%. I would not recommend it sober. I still want to see it. Um, but I, I started watching that uh, Sierra Burgess is a Loser movie on Netflix, and I was okay. not impressed. Yeah, it's the one that has Barb from Stranger Things. And it I'm was, sure she has a name. She has a huge fan base, and I think she's a wonderful actor. And I, I, well, but, the, I mean, it, what's her name? The actress. Um, and in the, in the, I forget her actual real name. Uh-huh. I just think of her as Barb, unfortunately. Or Barb. So. I, I was watching the movie because I was very interested, and it was I couldn't finish it. I was like, "This is like she's fine, like she's performing, she's got like decent dialogue, but everyone in the universe of this movie is horrible. Like it's like watching a really bad '80s movie." So I wasn't into it, but. Shannon, it's on Netflix right Shannon now. Purser. Okay, thank you. Um, there you go. So Shannon Purser, I think you said. Purser. P-U-R-S-E-R. Purser. Okay, we got it. Um, all right. 
moving on uh just a couple of uh big news stories that happened this week first of all uh legendary actor burt reynolds passed away uh he was 82 years old he's been in some of my personal favorite movies uh i would count uh, boogie nights which i think maverick Hines, have you seen boogie nights I before i think so I-, I wonder if we've ever talked about it but um, also deliverance smoking the bandit cannonball run definitely uh, you've seen smoking career. the bandit i remember you guys were watching magnolia i didn't know if you guys had saw uh boogie nights or not boogie nights is my personal favorite burt reynolds performance and i think that is probably his best one which is a shame because he kind of uh dismissed it a lot throughout his career and i'm not quite sure why but it was interesting yeah yeah um yeah unfortunately i haven't really seen a lot of his main films like i haven't seen deliverance or the longest yard or um smoking the bandit but i i mean it's hard to deny his influence on film and certainly for like the movie star legacy i mean he turned down like i think basically like every prominent role from the 70s and 80s they were saying like han solo and michael corleone and all these different famous roles he turned down surprisingly yeah yeah you know even though he hated making um boogie nights and even though in the 70s he was definitely it seems like he was a bit pickier uh he's been in like tons of tv shows tons of of movies and and all kinds of things since um i've always had complicated feelings about Reynolds, uh, he was he was married twice, and he's been accused of domestic violence. Um, oh, really? Both times, yeah, yeah. So they, they, he definitely has a very sordid past, and uh, he lived he lived a long life, and uh, it definitely is. Uh, some, he's definitely someone who's going to be in the in memoriam uh, this Oscar yeah. season. So I mean, he had the career he wanted to have. I think it's safe to say that. Oh, sure. I mean, I don't know if he made. The, I don't think he made the leap they should have at the end after Boogie Nights. Um, but I think for the most part, he's like lived the life he's wanted to live. So, yeah, I mean, I believe he was nominated for, uh, best supporting in that's Boogie right. Nights, yeah. which is, that lost, makes it even stranger. Uh, I think he lost to Robin Williams in Goodwill hunting. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly. Well, I know Maverick Hines would be all right with that decision. So, um, <laughs> Maverick's grinning because, uh, as we all know, Goodwill hunting is a bit of a sore spot for him. Uh, is it really? It's oh, not a sore spot. <clears throat> Do you not like it? I Maverick? love that movie. Yeah, okay, that's, it's, it's yeah, that's what we're saying. It's just like it's a little too real for him. Yeah, it's too much. Um, and, and another prominent uh, person in pop culture passed away. Mac Miller, who passed away at 26, uh, rapper. Uh, Maverick Hines, you were talking about him before we started recording. I, I have to admit, I'm not the biggest like Mac Miller fan. I, I don't have a lot of his music, but uh, yeah, very tragic what happened. Did do you, did you hear about what happened? Uh, it's an apparent overdose. That's the only information I really know as of right now. Um, and you know, I don't want to mis- mislabel myself as the hugest biggest mac miller fan in the world but i definitely listened to his music you know when i was in high school and stuff and always seemed like a cool guy so it was an unfortunate uh thing yeah. to discover yesterday you can see the kind of um the people rallying around him right now post malone said some really nice things about him in an interview so you know kind of a weird time I feel like we've had a lot of pop culture you know deaths recently so yeah kind of weird franklin and neil simon and john mccain it's yeah a lot's going on yeah yeah, and it, he, for him, it's notable how young he was. I mean, he's like in between our age, <laughs> yeah. twenty six, right? So yeah, very, I mean, he was born two young. years before me, so it's just weird, yeah. kind of a weird thing to think about. Well, that's uh, yeah, definitely not super happy. But we do have uh, one positive uh, off topic uh, related to the Oscars. Uh, a few weeks back, we. Uh, talked about how the Oscars were putting out a most popular film category and how... Uh, yeah, best popular film, I think is what it was Whatever called. it was, her outstanding achievement in popular film, I think is how they phrased it. Mm. And it was 
hugely, hugely controversial when they announced it. Announced this, uh, the backlash was pretty swift. Um, not everybody was like, you know, super hateful of this decision. Some, I remember some prominent uh, personalities were like, ah, whatever. But a lot of other people were like, this is just stupid. This is, you know, watering down what the great films are going to be that get nominated for these um, fake statues. But Will Ashton, uh, it looks like they have reversed course. Uh, what did you hear about this? Well, as far as I know, they, they didn't say they're getting rid of it completely. They just said they're like postponing, essentially. Like they're yeah, going to can't do it this po- year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. I, I don't know if they're going to postpone it until next year or they're just going to po- postpone it until a later date when people have mostly forgot about it or if they're just going to retool it in the meantime and figure out what they want to do with it. But yeah, it seems like they have heard the backlash and instead of sticking to their guns, they actually got rid of it, which I think is a good change. I think because the whole reason they made this award was to hear from their viewers. Like they're trying to find ways to engage their audience. And clearly this was not it, but I'm glad that they got rid of it and are actually listening to what the voters or the people watching would want at least. If their goal was to create just conversation around the Oscars at all, negative or positive, they definitely accomplished that. So uh, yeah. I could see that. I, I don't see them returning this idea anytime soon unless they completely revamped it or rebranded it. So I I think this is sort of a uh, easy way for them to get rid of it without admitting their mistake. <laughs> and Because uh, the statement is not specific in... <laughs> You know, because the way they phrase it is they're like, oh, we need to keep talking. We, we can't do this so soon. We've we've made changes. And I think they're they were saying we will continue to evolve, you know, or something like that. I, I didn't get the sense that they were like, ah, we messed up. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if they said exactly that they're going to get rid of it altogether. But I do know that it it sounded like they were looking to explore it again in 2019. But I don't I, know if that's I think official. they're burying it softly right now. And just I mean, that'd of- be preferable than... <laughs> bring it back but i can't make that decision for him so i did hear though that i guess laura dern was one of the big insider people who was really pushing to get rid of it so uh, yeah yeah yeah. well there are some other things we could have talked about there was the new yorker film festival there's some drama going around about that uh but this is our fall movie oh Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't have to get into it, but this is our fall movie preview, and we we definitely want to allot a lot of time to this, so we're just going to jump right into the films we are anticipating the most this fall. Uh, The way that we've organized it this time around, usually, so each of us picked three movies coming out between this week and to the end of November. So we left out any movie that came out after December 1st, basically. Uh, so just trying to keep it simple. September, October, November. Here are the films we're really looking forward to. As most of our listeners know, fall is kind of Oscar season in a lot of ways. A lot of Oscar films tend to come out also in December and early January. But uh, the fall is where definitely a lot of them crop up. Now, we each have picked three films. And they're not in any order. Like our, We're not going to be starting with our, our most anticipated or finishing with uh, are most anticipated. We're going to be doing it, them this time in order of release date. So our first one that we're going to talk about is going to be the one that's coming out the soonest um, from now. So that, that's how we've done it this time. Maybe make it feel a little bit like you can get a sense of how soon things are coming out because we all know like dates are just so intangible. They're just going to fly over our heads if we just say them. But uh, we also have a bunch of honorable mentions that we'll get to, and we'll do those toward the end. That was the hardest part for me. I don't know about you guys, because I just have so many uh, films that I am kind of cautiously excited about. But uh, it's all right. We'll, we'll figure it out. Let's, uh, let's get things started. I want to start with Maverick Heinz. Um, um, actually, you know what? We should start with Will Ashton. 
because Will Ashton has the movie coming out the soonest, and then Maverick Hines. So go. let's do it that way. Will Ashton, what is uh, your first one? Um, it's coming out September 14th, I believe. Yeah, I believe so. In a limited release, at least. Um, it's the movie called Mandy, which we talked about in our Sundance episode briefly. I believe Alex had seen it then. Uh, this is the new movie with Nicolas Cage, and I'm looking up the director's name right now. But I believe his previous film was Beyond the Black Rainbow. I can't really... Which, uh, yeah, I can't pronounce it. He's like a Canadian-Italian filmmaker, I think. Yeah, uh, um, Panos Cosmetos. Yeah. I probably butchered it, butchered it, and I apologize. I hope he understands. Yeah. But this is like I, I mean, his hope- story, right? Like he helped write it, and yeah. Yeah, he, he's been involved with this project for a while. Beyond the Black Rainbow was the last one, which was in 2010. So it's been a while since he directed a film. But this one got a lot of good buzz. It seems like it's a perfect kind of midnight movie because mm-hmm. it's very uh, like kind of moody and atmospheric and very neon colored and stuff. And uh, it features what is considered one of Nicolas Cage's best performances. And they don't say that ironically, like he's supposed to be genuinely really good in this film. And he apparently has a pretty epic chainsaw fight some yeah. point in this movie which this is, is a bloody action film i think maverick's gonna yeah love it it's a revenge film yeah I, I i didn't get into the plot but it's basically a broken man is out for revenge against these uh fiends who do some pretty unspeakable things to the love of his life so uh it's it's a movie i'm certainly looking forward to uh i love the poster i love the trailer it just kind of looks like a badass little movie that I'm going to really get a kick out of. And um, I'm hoping to see it as soon as I can. I might be able to get a screener, so I might be able to see it by next week's episode. Yeah. So hopefully I can talk about it then. It's one of many movies coming out this fall that it takes place in the 80s or 90s. That's another yeah. thing. Yeah. And uh, I, I was curious about this one, too, because it looks like Elijah Wood is one of the producers. Um, so. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been doing quite a few things as a producer recently. Yeah. Um, the Greasy Strangler, I think, was one of the more prominent indies that he did recently. But yeah, it, it seems like he's certainly channeling or behind a lot of movies that are kind of weird and audacious and not in your mainstream uh, profile films. And I applaud him for taking risks like that and kind of putting movies like this out in the forefront, especially considering uh, how good Mandy's supposed to be. So yeah, I'm, same here. I don't know if I don't know if it's my ticket. But uh, I'm definitely interested, and uh, I'll, yeah. ho- I'll probably check it out at least oh. on demand. If I can catch it in a theater, though, that'll be like at the Draft House. That'd be a good experience. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, uh, I forgot to mention it's also the final film from composer Johan Johansson. That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, wow. who's a fantastic Oscar-nominated uh, composer. I believe he did the scores for like Sincario and mm-hmm. The Theory of Everything, and a bunch of other films that are well regarded. So yeah, I forget when he out. passed away. Yeah, but it was uh, definitely recently. Um, yeah, so that's uh, yeah. September. It was right after the film premiered. It was back yeah. in like February, March, I believe, was when he passed away. So the film comes out September fourteenth. It's actually part of our movies coming out next week, so we can breeze past that later. Um, but it's going to mm-hmm. be hitting limited release, and I don't know if it'll be hitting the Bay Area, but I hope it does. All right, Maverick Hines. You have uh, a movie coming out October fifth. Mm-hmm. So uh, a little bit, like about a month from now. Uh, what is it? It is Bad Times at the El Royale. Ah, so close to picking this one. It's uh, it just looks so fun like it's really cool i don't know the trailer i don't know if it's just a good trailer right like it could be as simple as that have you seen the second one yet i don't think so i think yeah it's it's wild i've only seen the in uh the in theater one uh so for for a brief synopsis seven strangers each with a secret to bury meet at lake tahoe's el royale a rundown motel with a dark past over the course of a fateful night everyone will have the last shot at redemption before everything goes to hell 
um, <laughs> this trailer totally sold. I think the first time I saw it when we were in the movie, I was like, yo, I want to see that. Like, it just looks super chaotic and crazy and fun and wild and weird. And, like, I'm just, like, I was sold from the first time I saw the trailer. So I'm just super stoked to see kind of what this turns into because I think they've done a good job, at least in the one trailer that I've seen, right? Um, a good job of kind of keeping the darkness aloof, right? So seeing kind of what the intertwined weirdness is going to be is very exciting for me. Yeah, I, I can yeah. be more excited. We don't even see him, but uh, Nick, I don't think you see him in the trailer, but Nick Offerman is in this too. Yeah, I just, I, I'm going here through the IMDb thing. Yeah. yeah, I saw that and I was like, whoa, he doesn't even have a listed character. It's just Nick Offerman. <laughs> yeah, like you, I mean, I, I love John Hamm. Yeah. Um, you guys know I'm a Mad Men fan as, as uh, diehard as it gets, but uh, Drew Goddard uh, d- wrote and directed this. And for those of you who don't know, Drew Goddard uh, did the, uh, he, he was a writer for Buffy. He was a writer for, yeah. I think, Lost and Alias. So he's worked with J.J. Abrams quite a bit. Um, but also, uh, he, now, I, I always forget this, but he, he helped create the Netflix Daredevil series. Oh, really? Uh, that's right. Yeah, I, yeah. He wrote the pilot, yeah. The first episodes, I think. Yeah, so he helped yeah. develop that whole thing, and arguably, I would say like the best parts of Daredevil were had his hands were kind of on it. So yeah, yeah he he's definitely a solid reason in addition to this really solid cast. Um, yeah, I don't forget, um, he is the guy behind Cabin in the Woods too. That was what I was about to mention. So like, the more I watch this trailer, the more I'm getting the sense that this might have like a Cabin in the Woods. Like maybe this movie isn't quite what we're thinking it's going to yeah. be like it's gonna have a big twist or something and that's kind of what i'm excited yeah. about and that's what i was kind of alluding to is like the trailer has been pretty good at holding the cards close exactly. to the chest right like i this might be kind of the opposite of like what it comes at night right where i don't know what i'm getting but like i'm okay with it instead of fully expecting a certain movie but i mean this cast is insane right like i think you mentioned some of them we got chris hemsworth john ham nick offerman jeff bridges um those are the only big famous names i know you probably know half of the list more than i do but I just thought it was really cool. It looks pretty sweet to me. <laughs> um, well, I, this movie, obviously, we're all looking forward to it. We all have it in honorable mentions. I did have it in. I just looked at the list and I was like, where is it? Um, I think I might have accidentally lost it. But yeah, I, I was pretty close to reading this one as well. Cannot wait to see it. All right. My uh, Sooner film that's coming out first, uh, and this one is probably also my most anticipated, so I am actually kind of starting with my strongest. There we go. Uh, October 12th, which is the day before my uh, birthday, actually. Hey! Uh, so that's going to be a big celebration for everybody, is uh, First Man. Uh, first Man uh, is the newest, latest Damien Chazelle film. Uh, people remember Damien Chazelle, who, of course, made Whiplash, which was my favorite movie of 2014. Uh, he also made La La Land, which was in my top five of 2016. And he's back. He makes a film about every two years. Uh, he's back, and uh, he's going to be competing with Barry Jenkins for a film we might be talking about uh, in a little while for Best Picture. And I think First Man is uh, probably one of the top front runners. Uh, for Best Picture. This movie chronicles the life of Neil Armstrong, the first man to walk on the moon. And if you haven't seen the IMAX trailer yet, it was really cool. You could see it right before it came on to Mission Impossible. Uh, Ryan Gosling stars as Neil Armstrong. Claire Foy stars as his wife. She's in so many things this year, we should say. Um, She's in another movie we might be talking about later. But you actually go through the sequence of uh, the launch of Apollo 11 and this is one of those movies that I think is what's going to launch, no pun, in, well, pun sort of intended uh, for fun. This is going to launch, I think, Chazelle into the stratosphere in terms of his career as a filmmaker. I mean, he's already, you know, with, 
you know, his two most recent movies being big Oscar winners, they haven't been big, like, pop culture movies. I think La La Land was to an extent, but it wasn't a big film, right? It was a musical. It did well at the box office, but it wasn't, like, a film that I think exploded. Uh, and, you know, again, the puns probably aren't best for this kind of uh, topic. But I think First Man is going to sort of be that, like, The Martian was for Ridley Scott. Not in the sense of their careers being similar, but in the sense of like a movie coming out around October that's about space that is just going to be not just well reviewed, but is also just going to be well, re- you know, pe- everyone's going to see it. Like, I think people that we know, like back home, people who don't watch a ton of movies are going to be really interested in this one. This, that's sort of what I foresee. And uh, I'm extremely excited about it, and especially if we can check it out in IMAX. And uh, I think you guys are excited about it too. I think, is this in your honorable mentions, Will Ash? Oh, it definitely is. Yeah, I'm really excited for it, and I hope it lives up to the hype, um, especially as someone who really enjoyed La La Land, uh, and I, I think Whiplash is honestly probably one of the best films of the past decade. I really think that's a masterpiece of a film, so can't I'm, wait. I'm glad. Chazelle is, Chazelle is a filmmaker you and I actually agree on for once, and um, I do think that the reviews so far coming out of uh, TIFF have been extremely positive, so that's definitely a good sign. All right, next up, Maverick Hines. You have another one that I really wanted to put. It's in my honorable mentions. I really wanted to put it on, but I couldn't find space for it. But I'm glad you got it because... It Could it be more like of a, a predictable movie? movie? <laughs> I mean, this is this is probably the most Maverick-sounding movie on the list. It's Halloween. That's right. It's Halloween, everybody. One of the first songs I learned on guitar was the Halloween theme song. And... It was our Halloween special. It was what it was our theme music. So yeah, we're we're all Halloween fans. I'm all about this. The trailer looks freaking incredible for kind of the plot of this. And um, I, you know, I, I have to be honest. I, I know I claim to be a horror fan, and I'll take the lashings as they come. But you know, I haven't seen a lot of them because I know there's been some recent Halloween movies in the last couple of years that I have kind of like willingly omitted myself from. I don't think well, anyone's going to uh, get on your case for missing those. I mean, this one, uh, um, it's it's not it's retconning everything past the first one, I believe. Right. Yeah. So if you've only seen the the original in the seventies, which is really the most important one to see, yeah, then you're fine. Yeah, exactly, and that's so that's kind of why I'm excited to see this one again because I don't have to know what happened in these kind of in between little guys here. But um, man, this trailer looks really really cool, and I'm just so excited to see another Halloween movie. My birthday is on Halloween. This, I mean, I wish this was coming out a little bit later in the month, truthfully, because it would be a yeah, cool I guess birthday. You're not going to wait because it's October 19th, right? Yeah, I'm going to go. You know, the second I'm able Maybe you to. Go the second time on your. You know who yeah. co-wrote the film, Maverick? Who wrote? Uh, who co-wrote the film? Danny well, McBride. It was yeah, Danny McBride. Damn, way to take Will's thunder there, man. <laughs> it was <laughs> taking too long. You really got it out. Well, that's why I'm really excited about this one, because it's Blumhouse. It's also uh, David Gordon Green, who we've talked about on the show before. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like a, a good creative breath of fresh air for a franchise that honestly lost steam a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you got the same impression as me, but the trailer just makes it feel like something different is around this time, right? It just feels like it's it's going to be... But it also feels like it has that same energy as the first one, in a good way. It doesn't yeah. feel like it's a I meant different in comparison to what's been happening recently. Yeah. Like it feels like it's kind of we're going back to the the og super freaky Michael yeah, Myers curtis is in it yeah. and she's playing a character that is just feels like the natural extension of laurie strode and and uh, when she was a teenager yeah and i honestly this movie is like full circle for me because um over a decade ago when they did the same sort of thing but like i was a franchise retcon but it wasn't halloween too it was like a new halloween movie the directed by rob, rob zombie. zombie yeah 2007 yeah. 
And that movie, that, w- that was one of the first movies that came out when I started working at a movie theater. Mm. Um, so, like, it's kind of full of circle for me because, like, I'm a decade into this kind of life as, like, a film critic. And yeah. that's really honestly started when I was at the end of high school and I was working at a theater and I started taking film uh, more seriously than ever. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about this milestone. Oh, yeah. Really fun. So yeah, I think it's and definitely going to be worth everybody's time. You're going to say, well, I was going to say, uh, it should also be of note that John Carpenter helped with the score for the film, which is the first time he's worked on a film in close to 10 years as well. Wow. All right. Everything's well, coming together. Yeah. Halloween, uh, definitely the cards aligned on this one. And uh, we all have it in our honorable mentions. Uh, we're all excited about it. It's going to be uh, probably a very interesting discussion when it comes out. 19th. I'm going to be so spooked. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, this is actually really working out because this next one comes out after Halloween, but before the one that I'm about to talk about. So we're, we're really nailing this. Uh, Will Ashton, this movie is coming out October 26th. Uh, you're definitely excited to see it. I'm excited to see it. What is it? Yeah, it's another horror movie based on a popular uh, horror film, which is Suspiria, which is obviously the remake of the 70s film of the same name by Dario Argentino. Uh, this one is uh, from Lucia Gagugino. Um, um, Ludwig Guadagnino, who did Call Me By Your Name. Yes, it's right. And um, A Bigger Splash and another movie I'm blanking on right now. But he's a very prominent uh, Italian filmmaker. Obviously, he grew to uh, quite uh, high heights with Call Me By Your Name last year. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of his passion project that he's been wanting to make, I believe, since like he started in filmmaking. He's been talking about it for like 20, 25 years. And he's finally making it. It seems like this movie is going to be kind of dwelling more into the uh witchcraft angle of the original film it's not going to be quite as atmospheric but it's going to be quite as unsettling um it's going to be very kind of like going into the deep end of it Mm. in a way that i'm actually really looking forward to and um it seems like based on the reviews that i've seen at least from the film festivals it's going to be pretty divisive in a good way kind of similar to mother last year which ended up on my top 10 list uh, in the sense that it's going to be very like unflinching and dark and uh, disturbing, and I can see this movie probably turning off a lot of people, certainly a lot of mainstream audiences. But I don't know, it just seems like my type of thing, and I'm really excited for it. I should mention that it also stars uh, Dakota Johnson, uh, Tillis Winton, Mia Goth from uh, Cure Wellness last year. Uh, let's see, what's her name? Chloe Grace Moretz, and a couple other people as well, including uh, an older gentleman who may or may not be a famous person as well like won't give it away if you haven't heard that twist so Um, yeah i I just watched the trailer as you were talking about it and i'm very like this looks sweet oh uh tom york also did the score and obviously i'm a big radiohead fan so first score for him and that's another reason i'm very excited for this film yeah this is an amazon studios film and uh it's funny because another full circle moment i remember a decade ago david gordon green was actually supposed to direct this remake um, oh really? So, yeah, yeah. Um, they they couldn't get it together. I think Guadagnino um, came out of the scene just a few years ago. So yeah, again, <laughs> like, I think he was involved with that version, but he was as a producer, and then he stepped up to direct it. Yeah, he was supposed to direct it, and then they they got rid of him because I don't think the financing came together. But uh, yeah, it, I think it really worked out. I think Guadagnino is going. It looks like he's bringing something great to this. Yeah, I premiered at Venice um, just a week ago. And I've heard good things, but I've heard like get ready because it's gonna kind of <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna be for everybody. But that's I mean, good. I love the original Suspiria. It's probably one of my favorite horror movies. So I'm just hoping it's two great movies based on this film. So have you seen the original Neverkinds? No, nah, it's one of those ones that's been on my oh, list for a while. Got a scary Sunday coming uh, up then. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I wish we could see it. I wish we could see it on the big screen. I've always wanted to. Let's petition Stanford Theater. I'm sure they'll do it. Well, the Castro Theater in San Francisco has played it before, and I haven't. Who knows? Maybe they'll be doing something special. Some spooky month themes. Um, It hits limited release October 26th, and then it'll be hitting a wider release on November 2nd. Okay. I think I'm Uh, next, right? Huh? I think I'm next in release date, right? Um. Yes, you technically are, but, but we'll you. We don't want to give you yeah. too much to talk at one time towards the end, so I think we should break it up with another John movie. <laughs> you know you what go. I'm saying? Um, don't want to go over back and then under again. Um, this movie competes with Will's next movie the same weekend. So that's a little tease for what Will's going to pick next. But this is Ralph breaks the internet. Wreck It Ralph two. I'm not joking. That is the title. Uh, this one comes out Thanksgiving week, uh, November 22nd, and uh, which I believe is yeah that Wednesday. And I got to say, this is one of those movies where I'm really excited about it in spite of the marketing. Mm. Um, So far, the the trailers have done nothing for me. However, however, the more and more I've looked into this movie, how it was made and who's making it, the less cynical I am about it. Um, For those of you who don't know, I'm a huge, huge fan of the first Wreck-It Ralph. And that's one of those movies. uh, So a couple years ago, we did uh, the predecessor to this podcast, Now Conspiring. We did like, okay, what's the best like CG animated Disney movie? And you know, you had some people who picked Frozen and Tangled and Zootopia hadn't come out yet at this point. And I picked Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph, I think, is just one of the best movies Disney has ever made. It's just really good. It's really solid. I think that it just captures um, video games and the sentimentality behind them in a very unique way. There's a great message in it. I think the character of Ralph and Vanellope are just a wonderful duo. I think the story is on point and the animation is really good and it's just a really solid movie. And I really want to see what they do with the sequel because now they're in the internet, it's a bigger world and there's something to the story. The more I look into it, the more I'm like, wow, this feels like it could be something that's almost, um, you know, about uh, some of the like BuzzFeed, YouTube, pop culture stuff that this, I see the opportunity here. And I'm, I have a lot of faith in this because John C. Riley and Sarah Silverman are still voicing the cast. Roger P. Henson uh, is in this cast as well. Uh, there is a lot of pop culture crossover with uh, the Frozen cast. I think Kristen Bell and Mandy Moore and uh, Isaiah Menzel are lend voices in this uh, for reasons that are obvious if you know the voice cast of Frozen. But no, I think I think what's got me the most excited is that this is coming from Richmore, who he did both Wreck-It Ralph and Zootopia, uh, two of the best Disney films of the modern era. Uh, Phil Johnson uh, co-wrote the film, uh, or he co-wrote Wreck-It Ralph and he co-wrote Zootopia. Um, and then Pamela Ribbon worked on this film. I just I look at who's making it, and even though the marketing isn't working, I'm really hoping that it. You know what? The marketing for Frozen, I don't think was very good. I don't remember that first record Ralph trailer being very good. If I recall, it was like "Good Feeling" was the song, and it was just. I, I remember not being that excited for it, and the movie ended up um, kind of defying expectations a bit. But yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this one. But I don't know. I think I'm kind of alone. I don't think either of you have it in your honorable mentions, but that's fine. I never saw the first one, so... Oh, my goodness. What are we doing here? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm I just watched, right. like, Coco a week ago, right? <laughs> so, like, I'm behind on the Pixar so Disney now you're admitting stuff. that... Yeah, right, right. I mean, I've never seen Coco. We don't talk about that say, movie. This is Walt Disney Animation, not Pixar. I said yeah. Disney or Pixar sure, animated sure. things. You're going to say Will Ashen? I was just going to say, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not crazy about the marketing for the movie, which is why I didn't put it in my honorable mentions. But I want it to be good. I did like the original Wreck-It Ralph and... 
Uh, now that Kim Kardashian didn't break the internet, nor Brie Larson, I hope Ralph can finally break the internet and uh, free us of this curse that is the internet. That's right. The internet is finally going to go away. This podcast is going to be analog only. Uh, you yeah, can, pick you can up buy it in your local copy, in, uh, this, your local scrolls, store that still uh, sells uh, cassette tapes. Well, we're going to be saying, we're going to be mailing out the magazines, and you just have to cut it out. We'll send you a flash drive in the mail, and that's how you're going to be getting episodes of Cinema Holics moving forward. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be expensive. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna go out of we're gonna need some patrons quick <laughs> all right so that's all of our number twos uh that what's coming out sooner but this one actually is coming out before wreck it ralph november 2nd and uh maverick Hines, what is this film that you have picked this film was surprised i'm honestly a little bit surprised that i picked it but um it's called boy erased uh the son of a baptist preacher is forced to participate in a church supported gay conversion program after being forcibly outed to his parents is kind of the synopsis i've got here um i picked this because um i you know i have to say with an asterisk i i'm tentative and i hope that they do this movie justice and that they they represent all the people and the groups of people in this movie well and that it's you know done right because i think this could be something that's incredibly beneficial to where we're at right now in the world or it can be taken a few steps back if things aren't represented and people aren't represented uh, correctly and, and appropriately and fairly um but this has a lot of personal weight for me being that I worked in a church where, you know, we made the public statement to be allies to the LGBTQ community. And like, that was something that was so important to who we were and, and so much of, you know, what I value. Um, and so when I saw that this was it and I saw the trailer, I was like, you know, I, I'm excited to see this because, you know, just cause how much weight it carries for my personal life and the things that I've been it's through. Shame you missed our conversation about miseducation of Cameron post last week. Cause mm. that is also a movie about gay conversion therapy. And Will and I had a pretty frank discussion about, that very topic in our own personal, you know, so I'm really bummed you couldn't have been. Yeah. I probably would have just got mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For sure. um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. The trailer looks good. It looks like it's a very, you know, kind of heartwarming, very, you know, there's a lot to this and a, a very real subject that I think is super relevant for where we're at right now in the world. And, um, I'm just I'm really excited to yeah. see and very hopeful that it's done well. Um, it's directed by Joel Egerton. Um, yep. I don't think he's directed anything since The Gift, but I loved The Gift. That was a really solid movie. Um, and I think that he is a great writer, so I'm glad he's still making films, not just starring in them. And uh, I was really interested uh, if you guys caught up with uh, Lucas Hedges kind of had some really honest discussions. Um, I, I forget who he talked to, but he, he had like an interview about Oh, it how, was, um, what's his name? He writes for the New York Times now. He used to write for Vulture, Kyle something. Yeah, I can't. I'm totally blank on the name. I apologize. But yeah, yeah. He talked about how he's he doesn't really know what his sexuality is. He kind of like goes back and forth between gay and bisexual and straight. And that conflict and that sort of like, who am I? I think what I've heard so far, because this premiered at Telluride, mm. and uh, the people are saying that the performance here is like clearly a, a high mark for Lucas Hedges, who's already just done extremely. He was fantastic in Manchester by the Sea. Uh, he was in, of course, uh, Lady Bird. He had a supporting role there. So to see him carry a film, I think, is the natural next step for him. Uh, Kyle Buchanan? Oh, Buchanan. Buchanan, sorry. Yeah, there you go. You butchered it. I did. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I, I'm definitely looking forward to Boy Race as well. I think the reviews are really solid so far, so I think that's a good pick. Yeah. All right. Will Ashton, your next one is competing with Wreck It Ralph. Uh, this is going to be the last time this movie, the last Disney animated kind of film that a film in this franchise competed with was The Good Dinosaur, and it trounced The Good Dinosaur. What was it? 
uh, yeah, this is the sequel to Creed, which is Creed Two. Uh, that's the movie that Ryan Coogler directed before. Um, he obviously made Black Panther earlier this year. Unfortunately, Ryan Coogler is not involved with the sequel as a director, at least. Uh, those uh, duties were taken over by Stephen Capel Jr. Uh, or Capel? Is it C A P L E? It's Cable. Is it Kale? Cable. Cable. Yeah, like Deadpool. Yeah, so um, unfortunately I have not seen uh, his other film, which is The Land, which I heard was good, but I didn't see it. He also did a couple episodes of Gronish on uh, Freeform, I believe that's where it's on, the spinoff, The Blackish. Right, yeah, because Blackish is on one of the main networks, and then they moved, yeah, the spinoff. I believe it's on ABC, and then the spinoff is on Freeform. Yeah, I think that's right. If I'm remembering correctly, yes. Uh, Yeah, so this is a sequel. Uh, Michael B. Jordan's back, Tessa Thompson's back, Sylvester Stallone obviously is back as... uh, Rocky Balboa, and it's continuing the story of the last one, except it's going to come a little more full circle because the uh, first Creed was kind of tying back to the events of Rocky Three, uh, specifically with Apollo Creed and how the ma- well, I guess that was technically Rocky the end, 4. the beginning of Rocky Four. So yeah. I apologize uh, with Rocky Four and what happened with uh, Dolph Lundgren's character and how that fa- or that match fared, and so. Uh, this movie is kind of continuing that by bringing in the son of Ivan Drago, uh, Evan, or is it Ivan? Ivan Drago? I think it's Ivan, I'm yeah. Yeah, I'm just m- butchering all these names today. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ivan Drago's son is involved, and it's going to be kind of a rematch of some ways to kind of do justice to what happened before and also to kind of prove his worth again. And uh, I hope it's really good. I mean, Knowing that Sylvester Stallone is involved a little more than he was with Creed makes me excited and nervous, I guess, because, I don't know, I mean, the sequels of Rocky, I, I have kind of mixed feelings about them as a whole, on a whole. I mean, I do actually like Rocky 3, and I, I do get some enjoyment out of Rocky 4, but the other ones I tend to have uh, mixed at best feelings, except, well, Rocky Balboa was pretty good, but a little more forgettable than I would care to admit, but... Overall, I, I'm really excited for this movie because I just felt in that first Creed to be such a wholehearted surprise, and I really hope they can continue that success with the sequel, but I don't know if they can or not, but I'm really excited for it all the same. I'm definitely much less optimistic than you will. I I really just don't see... I, I think Ryan Coogler was like the reason that movie was as good as it was. He is an executive sure. producer here, but just the, just the fact that they're they're doing the most obvious thing by tying in the Ivan Drago. I don't know. I just, there's something about this movie that isn't, and I heard Stallone is also writing it and you kind of see his track record isn't so great. Right. So I I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit less like I I see this movie possibly being a bit of a disaster almost, or hopefully I think it'll at least be good. I just don't see, I see that sort of being the disaster that it won't be nearly as great as the first one. Cause I do think the first Creed was just really terrific. One of the best movies of 2015. So it has, the the expectations are really high. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's going to be quite as good as the first Creed to be fair, but I just hope it's a respectable sequel to that movie that I really enjoyed. So that's what I'm going and hoping for. I guess part of me just wishes, because I'm really high up on the Rocky franchise. I think the only legitimately bad Rocky movie is Rocky Five. That movie is just awful. But I think yeah, all of the other ones bad. are really good. I really, really like um, Rocky Three, especially. And I know everyone really loves Rocky Four. But I agree with you. Like, Rocky Balboa is really good. The first Rocky is just a classic. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'd, I've always had a really deep affinity for these movies. So I, I want them to finish out 
really well. And that's why I love the first Creed, because it, it did feel like that. It felt like a great way to kind of, you could either end the franchise there or really start up a new one with Creed. And I'm a little cautious about that, but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I hope I'm proven wrong there. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, and then the last uh, film that we have for our you know hot, most highly anticipated, uh, this one is interesting. This is from Barry Jenkins. If Beale Street could talk, uh, this movie comes out November thirtieth, and you know for me this came down to this movie and the front runner, which one I was most excited about. And I watched the trailer for Beale Street for the first time this past week, and I was sold immediately. Um, if you recall, Barry Jenkins directed Moonlight, which won the Academy Award for Best Picture in 2016, and it actually went up against Chazelle's La La Land. Uh, so the two filmmakers have – its a really, I love the spirit of competition, of course. And I think they both put up really great films that year, and I'm really excited about this year because we get to see it again. And I, this trailer, it, um, it's, it's a movie that is going to be James Baldwin. Um, it's celebrating his birthday, technically. It's from Annapurna Pictures. And James Baldwin, if you remember uh, the documentary about the civil rights era during the deaths of three civil rights leaders called I Am Not a Negro, or I'm Not Your Negro. And that was a terrific documentary. It was one of the best documentaries of that year. Um, this one is obviously more of a drama, and if you watch the trailer, it just really looks something like something terrific. It's based on James Baldwin's novel that he wrote in, I believe it was 1974 or 1975, um, and it's the same title, If Beale Street Could Talk, and you really get a sense of like James, what was on James Baldwin's mind in the wake of the Civil Rights Movement. Uh, the movie takes place in Harlem, and a woman is trying to uh, basically prove her fiance innocent of a crime um, and she's pregnant. Um, the movie stars uh, Kiki Lane and Stephen James and quite of other uh, terrific young actors that uh, I think this is going to be a film that surprises people. It, it doesn't have like the most high profile cast. I think people will recognize, of course, Diego Luna and uh, Dave Franco at screen. And um, I think Pedro Pascal is in this as well. But this definitely looks like just one of those films that's going to just really devastate people in uh, the best way possible. Uh, it definitely strikes me. It, it feels less like a moonlight and actually more like his other movie medicine for melancholy. Uh, so he did the screenplay and I could at least see this film getting best adapted screenplay if it's as successful as it looks um, because this definitely is some really strong material that Barry Jenkins is kind of proving himself as one of our just premier directors right now. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And I think this uh, hit some of your honorable mentions. Will Ashen? Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, Moonlight was one of the best films of 2016. And I'm glad that he is took he took this opportunity to make another really personal, emotional movie yeah. that he's wanted to make for a while. And so I'm really excited for it. And I think it's going to be a real winner. So I'm very excited to see this one as well. And I'm, can, I'm hoping it's as good as Moonlight. So Same we'll here. Same here. And I think uh, I almost didn't want to count this one because it comes out so late in the fall. It's going to be like right before winter starts up. But I think we're good. Um, Obviously, yeah. Is this A24 again? This is Annapurna. Oh, okay. Yeah. So different uh, different studio. But Annapurna, of course, is uh, definitely definitely well respected. And uh, I I definitely have high high hopes in uh, in Barry Jenkins himself and what he was able to, to accomplish with a limited budget. So those are our movies that we're most excited about. It definitely crosses 
a range of genres and a lot of horror, a lot of artistic. We got one animated film. We've got one kind of prestige blockbuster. And it is interesting because looking back at the summer of 2018, I couldn't help but notice that, man, those blockbusters, a lot of them just didn't quite click as some of our favorites of the whole summer season. I mean, for me, obviously, like Searching and Eighth Grade were two of my favorites. Um, And that doesn't usually happen where like these indie movies come out and are usually among like our very favorites i know for you well that's probably not true with like swiss army man in 2016 um i think last year though like you know wonder woman was a big surprise for everybody that was like the big blockbuster and if you had to look at like the blockbusters that were most successful in the summer i guess avengers and incredibles and mission impossible i suppose but even then mm-hmm. i don't think that they were everybody's like number ones you know uh yeah i mean i really did enjoy mission impossible and the incredibles too so um, I, I'm hoping that uh, next summer is a little better in the blockbuster department, but we'll see. Yeah, but we did get some really great uh, independent films. And uh, let's move on to, before we get into our honorable mentions, we are going to do what I, I have labeled here, high profile misses. Uh, so these are films that are hitting a wide release that are probably going to be kind of big movies, but we just are not looking forward to them. And I have a feeling most of them are going to fail spectacularly, with the exception of like two of these. But uh, the first one is Night School uh, with Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish, which I do want to see. I, I think it looks like a funny comedy Um I, I think Tiffany Haddish is a great actor and I think that uh, a great comedian uh, first and foremost um, for, for the reason to see this, but I don't know. Is this even on your radar, Will? Uh, not really, but I mean, I'm always looking forward to a good comedy and I hope it is pretty good. I haven't been impressed by the trailers though. Yeah. Uh, there's also Venom with the new Sony, you know, vil- anti-hero villain movie, which I just, I, I'm not even sure if I'm even going to see that. I, I don't know. Yeah. The trailers are not really doing it justice. We'll talk about it on the show. So we'll probably have to see it, but did again, you guys uh, hear the Eminem song? Mm, let's not talk about it. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> there's also the new Nutcracker movie that Disney is coming out with, uh, in which, you know, it, it looks like it could be cute and, and, you know, we're checking out from like a visual perspective, but yeah, I'm not wowed by anything from this yet. I know that the young actress is the actress from the twilight films. Like she plays the daughter, but, uh, that's all I really know about this, this, uh, this performer. So, and then there's also fantastic beasts, uh, the crimes of Grindelwald and, I forget where you guys are at on this one, but I just, I was not impressed whatsoever with that first Fantastic Beast. So my interest level in Crimes of Grindelwald is really low, but I do, I do really appreciate Jude Law. So I'm, and I'm kind of looking forward to that, but at the same time, Johnny Depp, I I just, I I couldn't be less excited, honestly. Uh, Yeah. And I'm kind of neutral on it. It doesn't look too bad, but it doesn't really wow me at the same time. So hoping for the best. Yeah, and it, like, that was one of the ones I mentioned that it's going to be a huge hit. It's going to be just, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars box office, sure. And then there's Robin Hood. Taron Edgerton's going to be in that from Kingsman. That's looking like it's going to be a wash. Uh, but the <laughs> marketing behind it is definitely... They, they definitely want this movie to, like, make at least $20 million opening weekend. You can definitely tell. But, yeah, I, I think that's not going to work out. Uh, and then there is uh, The Grinch uh, with Benedict Cumberbatch starring the character, which... The only reason I don't, I don't, I just, this is Illumination, and Illumination has let me down time and time again, but am I kind of alone on this, or, I, none of you put The Grinch in your honorable mention, so I have a feeling I'm not alone here. I mean, the last Illumination Dr. Seuss adaptation was The Lorax, which I widely consider to be the absolute worst Dr. Seuss adaptation, so I mean, I, it's, it literally just defies what that story is about. Exactly, and, <laughs> and anyone that says 
the cat in the hat is worse is wrong in my opinion so you did uh, dedicate yeah, I, an entire season of a podcast to that fact yeah the, uh eight <laughs> ogre totes ogre i hope people check it out but um yeah i i don't really have high hopes for it i'm kind of curious because scott Mosier is producing or directing it and that's uh kevin smith's like editor and producer buddy which is really weird i think he was also involved with that Freebirds movie from like five years ago but um I yeah do, I, I, yeah and i do think the trailers show like kind of his comedic chops because the trailers are fine yeah i don't know i don't think they're bad i don't think they're amazing but i do it they have me somewhat interested so that's something i mean i mean the last grinch movie was pretty bad so mm. i mean you can only go up i guess but we'll see we'll, i imagine- we'll have to wait for season three of hitting ogre till it's ogre to, <laughs> no, i doubt that's all uh, case. <laughs> yeah I, I i imagine this movie though is going to make a lot of money yeah. Just based on Illuminations brand and also the Christmas, the yeah, and Christmas, and also people just do love Dr. Seuss's book and they they do love his property and all of his characters. So I do think it's going to make a lot of money, but I don't know if it's going to be any good. Let's get into our honorable mentions, starting with Maverick Hines. What are some films that didn't make your list? But uh, quickly, uh, what what are the ones that you are looking forward to? I have to start. The top one for me is uh, White Boy Rick. Uh, looks super interesting, kind of a weird one. Would you say it's like Matt White Boy Maverick? You keep making that joke, and it's not funny ever. Uh, the Girl in the Spider's <laughs> Web, The Girl in the Spider's Web, Overlord, Wildlife, House with Clock in the Walls, uh, Predator, Overlord. I did it twice. Apparently, I want to see it so bad. And Venom. Uh, like I said, Venom for me, the the whole concept of seeing it is really just about like, let's see how bad this is going to be. <laughs> it's not really like, oh, I'm so excited to see this. It's just like, let's. What, I hate like, watching it. I how, get that. How yeah. are they going to butcher it? Um, I have a much shorter list than you guys, but those are the ones that I recognize. I don't, the I don't get why both of you are looking forward to the house with the clock in its walls. I think that those trailers look atrocious. It's a similar thing to really? Venom for me. It just oh. looks like a like what is like, what is this? And then yeah. let's find out. Oh, Hollywood stars and thing. Do they know things? Yeah, let's well, find out. It is. It is. Sorry to tease one of yours, Will, but uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll start with that. Um, the house the clock. The house with the clock in its walls. Oh no is, way! Uh, me one- too. <laughs> what was that? nothing it was a bad joke is what uh, it was yeah, okay yeah, it. Uh, i was gonna say the reason i'm looking forward to it is just because i when i see the trailers it just looks like oh this is what that goosebumps movie should have been <sighs> it just looks like kind of like a fun like 80s vibe i know we have a lot of 80s stuff going on but i don't know it, it has kate blanchett who i love and we have jack black in here who looks better cast in here than he did as rl stein and goosebumps so i don't know it looks kind of fun to me i don't know if it's gonna be good or not but it, it is weird to look forward to an eli roth movie i will say that much but mm-hmm. Um, in addition to that, we have The Favorite, which is the uh, new Yorgos Lanthimos movie that almost got into my top three, but just uh, just missed it just because I'm not crazy about period dramas. But I this one has Maverick kind of a... hasn't seen the trailer, otherwise he would have put it on. Because it's the one? killing of a sacred deer director, The Favorite. Oh no, I I didn't I, I I'd never even heard the name. Oh, it's with um Emma Stone, Rachel Weisz, and uh, Olivia Coleman, I believe. Yeah, uh, I'm interested. That's it's the guy that kind of like speaks to you on a personal level. So. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, we also I have Halloween as well, The Oath, which is like Baron Holt's directorial debut with Tiffany Haddish. Um, a Star Is Born, The Old Man, The Gun with Robert Redford. Uh, Mid nineties, Jonah Hill's directorial debut. Uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me with Melissa McCarthy. Wildlife. Yeah. Uh, Bad Times, El Royale. If Bale Street Could Talk. First Man, Widows. And then I have Roma and the ballad of buster shrugs on here but i don't know when those are coming out so those are a little tentative I, but uh, those I, are I try to tell will before the show roma's coming out in december and so it doesn't count and ballad of buster shrugs or scrugs whatever it's called well, is november so you got if, um if roma is getting a theatrical release they might push into november 
I mean, maybe, but that's all speculative at this point. Right. Um, well, that's why I put in like the honor honorable mentions. That's right, like right. I, I don't know. They're they're pushing in, so I don't know when they're coming out. I mean, obviously, I'm really looking forward to the Roma uh, with Alfonso Cuarón. We talked about it last week, but I gotta say, a couple of these I definitely don't understand. I don't understand how you're looking forward to the House of the Clock and its Walls. I also, can you ever forgive me with Melissa McCarthy? I feel like I saw the whole movie in the trailer, and what I saw, I wasn't impressed by. Um, and mid nineties. I don't know. With the Jonah Hill, I, I, there's something about that one. I know Lucas Hedges is in that, too. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, um, that movie quite yet. I don't know. I mean, I mean, mid-90s as like, kids vibe, which kind of appeals to me. Uh, like and I also Florida am... Florida Project kind of thing. What's that? It does kind of remind me of like Florida Project, I guess. Sort of. Well, I was thinking of the movie Kids, which is from the 90s. And so, in the same oh, way I that... I see what you're saying, um, yeah. Uh, what's it called? Uh, eighth grade was indebted to Welcome to the Dollhouse. This is indebted to right. kids, and uh, that, that I don't know. I actually really like that trailer. I'm not quite sure why you were so down on it, but um, as far as uh, what was the other one that you were questioning? Um, questioning? <laughs> can you ever uh, forgive? Oh, me? can you ever forgive me? I guess it does fit because that the title is a question. I don't know. I really like that trailer, and it's from the director of uh, Diary of American Teenager, I believe it's called. Yeah, with, uh, yeah. Who with the, the film with Belle Pally and uh, yeah, I think, yeah. She. Uh, oh, I'm forgetting her name too. I'm, I feel terrible. Um, um, yeah. Not, so yeah, I you know I'm, I've been looking forward to most of McCarthy kind of getting back into the spotlight again. I feel like her last couple of films have been disappointing. So I, I want to see a project that really showcases her dramatic talents, which is where I think she really excels. And um, I also think that uh, it's going to be fun to see this while they're filming the Mr. Rogers movie that she's directing in Pittsburgh right now. So mm-hmm. that was another reason I was really looking forward to it. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, okay. So the films I'm looking forward to and honorable mentions, um, a simple favor, which comes out next week, the Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively film. I just think as much as I have such a low track record with Paul Feig, the director, I really only like, like one of his movies. Uh, there's something about this, this, uh, this movie that's kind of, vibing with me and i i'm hoping really? that it is successful yeah i just really think that there, there's something about um the story here and uh, we'll talk about it a little more in like movies I coming out like, next week it's um, about to come out the trailer really showcases paul feig's uh limits as a director because it just doesn't look visually that interesting it looks like kind of like a tv movie well i'm looking forward to you be proven you being proven wrong uh, i want to see the movie i mean i like paul feig but i just feel like his visual style can be lacking i agree with that too i just think that the trailer kind of defies that that said, uh, also looking forward to Hellfest. I think this is probably going to be a really schlocky horror movie with like a kind of a just one of those premises that's kind of low budget, but uh, definitely going to try to get Maverick Hines to see this one with me. This is the one where they're in an amusement park, like a horror amusement park, and yeah. ki- one of the killers is real. Um, so that should be fun. Kind of like a happy Not death day. Confused. Like, oh, we're going to watch uh, a bad movie and laugh at it. Kind yeah. Of thing. Not um, to be confused with Bloodfest. That's which right, which has like a very similar premise. Um, there's, there's all these fests coming out. Um, which fest. one's the best fast? I don't know, but uh, <laughs> I'm also really looking forward to Smallfoot. Uh, I'm much, I'm more looking forward to this one than The Grinch in terms of animated films. I think this is the one Shining Tatum voices one of the characters. Uh, I think that the, it's the idea of like the main character is big, Bigfoot and they're afraid of the humans. I think that just looks like a solid animated flick. Uh, Stars Born, I think, is going to be like the big, another Oscars kind of movie that. Uh, so far, the reviews from even the most cynical critics I know who are seeing this at TIFF uh, are digging it. So I'm cautiously excited. <laughs> almost, 
begrudgingly dig. Yeah, they're kind of upset that they like it. This is the, the film. Damn it, I really like this. <laughs> it's like the fourth remake of A Star is Born. Uh, I think probably the biggest ones include are for like Barbara Streisand and Judy Garland. This one is Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. And uh, I, I think it looks pretty solid. I think the music is really good. Um, and I, yeah, I'm interested. There's also Halloween, which we mentioned. Uh, the Hate You Give, which I love the novel. Uh, the cast. Oh, yeah, that's just, uh, that premiered today. Yeah, and I still haven't looked at any reviews. I hope it lives up to the novel. I, I think that it's it's a great story, and I and I hope yeah, the film too. does it justice. Um, I'm looking forward to Bohemian Rhapsody. I know not neither of you seem to think that that's a good idea, and I, I am begrudgingly excited about it because Brian Singer is director, and I do not like Brian Singer as a person whatsoever. But go ahead. Yeah, I'm not like I didn't put it down because I think it's going to be bad. It's just so kind of like in this gray area of like, I don't really care that much for me. Like I'll probably see it. I'm hoping it's good. Like I want it to be good, but mm. I just kind of was like, yeah, we'll see, I guess. Like, Will and I had a full on argument about this film. I am shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, John and Will were arguing about movies while blowing up my phone at work. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> some, some of, some of our co- our arguments have been heated, but this one was like heated on like a musical level, which was interesting. I, I, if only we could share that chat with the world. Well, we can get that movie or music podcast going someday, right? <laughs> yeah, you um, and me will. As mentioned, right. I'm obviously really looking forward to Suspiria. Definitely looking forward to Overlord. That looks kind of interesting, like that that World War Two. It kind of looks like Doom to me. Yeah, well, like World War Two meets Doom, which is yeah. interesting. Um, the Girl in the Spider's Web, I love the novels. Um, I think Stieg Larsson is, is a fantastic author. Sadly, he passed away before they could release the fourth book, which is what this new film is based on. So it is a bit of a question mark for me. If it, David Fincher was attached to this, you better believe that and if Rooney Mara was still playing Lisbeth Salander, unfortunately, they, they casted... Not unfortunately. Unfortunately, they, I was they mixed say, I like things Claire Foy. Up. I like Claire Foy. This is like her year, right? Um, I'm still not sold, but I'm interested, and I, I hope that... It, it does sort of like reinvigorate the the girl franchise um and we have to forget that uh girl on the train um happened so and then girl also the uh yeah also there's Is that book the girl on the train you remember that movie yeah. with emily blunt oh yeah okay yeah yeah we're right over, yeah that's how forgettable <laughs> that movie was um there's also beautiful boy uh which uh, that's the steve carell and timothy chalamet film not to be confused with boy erased but uh I, what i've seen from the trailers has been really solid i think that's looking to be like a really great drama i really want to see anna and the apocalypse that's the zombie horror oh, yeah. christmas musical oh yeah yeah, yeah coming yeah. out toward the end of november i forgot about that one. Oh my goodness that trailer is just so wacky and funny and I, spooky oh so spooky <laughs> i love horror christmas so this looks like right up my alley um there's also wildlife that film with uh the kid oh, from shoot. Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day, ex, ex, oh, wait, no, Ed Oxenbold. Um, he's in that film with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Carey Mulligan. And that one, that trailer kind of really hit me in the right way. So I really want to see it. You're going to say, Will? No, I, I thought I forgot to put that on my list, but I did. So I was. You got it. Uh, Never oh. had it, too. Yeah. We all want to see Wildlife. Um, and then the favorite. I, I know that I go back and forth with Yorgos Lanthimos. Like, I didn't love Killing of a Sacred Deer as much as you guys. I liked the lobster a bit, but it wasn't. I, I still think Dogtooth is his best. So I agree. I, I'm a little, you know, I, I'm cautiously like, okay, maybe I can. That's like the word for this fall movie preview is cautiously. We don't want to get too excited because things let us down very easily. But 
yes the, it the all started with it comes at night man i was so hyped on it and then i just bashed it and yeah i'm just but, trying to i think i think lanthimos doing a period piece is what makes me excited about this one so yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. then there's also the old man and the gun from David Lowry, who uh, I think you mentioned Robert Redford is in this Will Ashton and uh, that trailer, it looks very different from his last couple of movies, but I loved Pete's dragon and ghost stories. So cur- I'm very curious to see what he does next with this one. Uh, then also the front runner with Hugh Jackman. Uh, this is the political uh, kind of, it's like Chappaquiddick almost, but like, it looks like much better. Uh, but Hugh Jackman is in this. The reviews have been a little bit more mixed than I was hoping for because it just premiered. This was actually like a front runner for my top three uh, most anticipated. But yeah, it's a little bumped down at this point. And then Bad Times at El Royale, of course. Uh, looking forward to that one. But that'll do it for our fall movie fall movie preview. We mentioned basically everything coming out with, with very limited exception. If we didn't mention it and you're looking forward to it, let us know in the comments or email us cinemaholicspodcast at gmail.com. But for now, let's close out the show with what's coming out next week. We already told you everything else. Might as well uh, breeze you through what releases uh, you can probably expect us to be talking about next week. Uh, first up is The Predator. Uh, that'll probably be our feature review. If not The Predator, A Simple Favor. Those are the two big Y releases. Um, the Predator, of course, is coming from 20th Century Fox. Um, it is directed by Shane Black, which is pretty interesting right uh, he did iron man 3 and the nice guys most recently and i liked the nice guys i liked iron man 3 i haven't loved one of his films since kiss kiss bang bang i really do really like that film um and this one yeah it, it's it's interesting it, it the reviews have been horribly mixed um and then we're, we're hearing some things about jacob tremblay one of the main actors really being portrayed in a way that is not uh oh, well great if you want to get into that will ash no, I was going to say, it's not just him. I mean, I've heard some uh, bad things about representation in general for that movie, so yeah. um, it might it might be a mixed bag in many ways. We'll talk about it next week, uh, but we'll definitely uh, check it out uh, in the theaters. Then there's A Simple Favor, which we already talked about. This is from Lionsgate. And as mentioned, I mean, honestly, Bridesmaids is the only movie I've seen from this director. I know people like Spy. Uh, I know The Heat and Ghostbusters have their fans, but... Bridesmaids is the only movie from Paul Feig that I genuinely thought was a pretty good movie. Uh, and this one, I hope, is like the next one in that list that I like. Uh, Anna Kendrick, uh, as I mentioned, is in this. Um, the, her friend, Blake Lively, suddenly disappears. And she's like this very mysterious. Like I, When you said that this movie doesn't look good like visually, I don't understand how you can square that with Blake Lively's costume decisions in this movie because they are on point. Well, I mean from a... like. Uh, visual like like cinematography standpoint see, I, yeah, I, I don't think you can costume. judge that quite yet until you see the movie that's my only point all right i, I do like her costumes they're very nice <laughs> uh she dresses fine uh and also linda cardellini is in this i uh, always love to see her henry golding from uh, crazy rich asians he was the main love interest is in this so uh, we can sort of see his his filmmaking or sorry his film career blossoming um and quite a few others so that's a simple favor and then one of Maverick's films, White Boy Rick, is coming out. Yeah. Wide release from Sony. Uh, definitely want to see what, what comes up from that. This is from French filmmaker Jan Demange, who uh, he, he directed 71, which I didn't see, but I heard was fantastic. Um, so, yeah, this definitely on my radar now. Um, and it was written by Andy Weiss and Logan Miller, Noah Miller, Steve Close, and Scott Seller. A lot of writers on this film, but it is based on a true story. It stars Matthew McConaughey. And... Uh, yeah, I don't want to even read the synopsis because I think the synopsis gives away like the true story, and so which I was already aware of. But uh, anybody listening, don't want to spoil it for them. Jennifer Jason Lee is already is also in this. Belle Fowley from Diary of a Teenage Girl, which we mentioned earlier, is in this one as well, and uh, quite a few others. Piper Laurie, who I haven't seen her in a while, and Bruce Dern. And then we have uh, limited releases that include Lizzie, 
Uh, this is the roadside attractions film premiered at Sundance. This is the one about Lizzie Borden. Um, again, that's another synopsis that some people might not want to know, like what it's about. But Lizzie Borden is very famous for a certain horrific event that happened in uh, the late 19th century. Uh, Chloe Sevigny stars in this with Kristen Stewart and uh, uh, Jeff Perry, Jimmy Sheridan, Fiona Shaw, quite a few others. And then we have Mandy, which Will Ash and you talked about briefly from RLJ Films. Uh, and uh, as we mentioned, this is from Panos Cosmatos, who uh, did Beyond the Black Rainbow. And uh, he he definitely has a good career coming up ahead of him. I think he's considered one of our rising directors. Uh, this premiered at Sundance and people, as you mentioned, like the midnight category, I think uh, it really clicked with people on that level. Nicolas Cage, Andrew Riseborough. Uh, this, this definitely looks like a very specific film. Watch the trailer. If you're into the trailer, I have a feeling you'll be into this movie. And that's it for what's coming out next week. Let's finish out. If you love Cinemaholics and you don't want it to die a slow, painful death, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of the show. You can also do so on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get podcasts, we're there. Uh, hang out with us anytime on Facebook and Twitter. Links to our social pages are in the show notes. Uh, as well as I've start, what I've started doing is I've started putting our Twitter profiles in the show notes. So if you want to connect with us there, you can do that as well. And as always, you can email us anytime at cinemaholicspodcast at gmail.com. You can also become a patron of this show on Patreon. Links in the show notes for all that as well. And with that, from the Internet California, I'm John Agroni. And from the Internet Pennsylvania, I'm Lush. From the Broadband Basement, I'm Maverick Hines. I was distracted, sorry. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>